0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode three hundred and twenty-one, and today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Mac Walden, and listeners like you. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in today's show. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Chow, Brad, how are you?
1: <laughs> Chat Chow, Mike. Well, because I was weirdly
0: going to say Chowdy, right? <laughs> like Chow chowdy, and Howdy doughty. and Dowdy, and mm. and uh, I tried to bail. Um, hmm. and then my brain was just like, no, 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 just half do what you said you were gonna do. It was a it was a okay. real time for me.
1: Okay, okay. So yeah, good job. Uh I don't even have a comeback for that. It was terrible. But I'm a good job anyway. <laughs> so um being the professional that you are and the professional that I am, we wanna talk about the professional question mark that Lamy is, our Mm -hmm. good buddies over at Lamy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have new inks, Mike, they're going to release to the world, and guess what color they don't have out of these 10 new colors? Well, I'm going to assume it's orange. (laughs) You assume correctly, Mike. So
0: why are they doing
1: new inks? I have no idea. Okay. I thought they would expand their ink lineup at some point, right? They just have their base lineup of inks, and then they do the one or two special editions per year. And... You know, we've been talking about this whole orange thing, which we're actually going to continue to follow up on because we have even more follow up on the topic that
0: will never die. But but finally, a good one. Usually our topics that never die are just like upsetting angry ones. But this is a fun one. But yeah, so So what do they got? Like they got like three pinks, right? They got like two different pinks and a purple. Well, actually, they got two purples.
1: Yeah, gray. They're jewel. They're jewel based. They're gem okay. based, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the theory. So ruby, roondite, beryl, azurite, benitoite, not amazonite. Shouldn't have started this. I think topaz, obsidian. That's all right. Someone will record an audio track and send it into us. That's mm-hmm. why I do it because okay. we're so bad um, at it.
0: Maybe the problem
1: is: Are there any orange jewels? Is that the issue here? Um, You know what? We can call it... We can, you know, make it up or write or something. I don't know. Yeah. Make me an orange ink. Figure it out. There's got to be... There's an orange gem. Certainly. Some Somewhere. Someone will find that. The I colors mean, do look They could nice, just though. call it. I will say that. I mean... Okay. Now we're getting... We're going to get into it now. Okay. They look fine. They look yeah. completely fine. Yeah. Why would you buy any of these colors? Oh, I wouldn't. But, you know... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but they look nice, at least,
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, they look fine, you know, it's a gemstone line. um, they have a country neighbor by the name of Pelican that has a standard ink lineup and a gemstone ink lineup. It's awfully similar to what they're doing. These are this lineup is called the Crystal ink lineup. They're mm-hmm. coming in a thirty milliliter bottle, one of the things that I've always liked about Lamy's inks, besides the fact that they're good, like Lamy Turquoise is a legitimately great ink. You know, I like Lamy Blue Black. Not everyone does. It's a little bit dry. Understandable. Lamy Black is a very popular ink. For a 50 milliliter bottle, they're $10.50. Even when they do their special edition inks like Dark Lilac and Petrol, ten fifty, Absolute steal. Of a deal. I can't believe they haven't raised the prices of their baseline up inks, which has me worried about what they're going to do here. So, this is a new bottle shape, a smaller ink capacity, all new lines. Guess the price that you think these are going to sell for
0: $25 a bottle.
1: You think? I was thinking lower. I was thinking. 15 20 at the most. I don't know the answer. There I don't see a price on them yet. We haven't been able to find it.
0: Maybe the size um, would make more sense for 20, right? right? Maybe, right? Like maybe that would be a thing. So
1: mm-hmm. That I think that's going to be a problem in relation to their existing lineup. So what are they But I mean their existing lineup is underpriced in my opinion. But I mean I'm glad it's that price, but it's it's really really inexpensive. Um So my first thought was 15, and then the more Mm -hmm. I thought about it, I think it might be more like 18 to 20, and we'll see. We'll see how they're going to be. You know, you can't tell the ink samples. These are digital recreations of the colors, right? These are not, like, inked, like, samples. It doesn't look like to me. So uh, I don't know. It's boring to me here's here's the thing here's the thing. it's right? interesting to talk about to me, but i but but this is I'm saying I'm coming from a personal level I'm just uh-huh. saying that personally,
0: I kind of wait a little bit frustrated about the colors or whatever, right, and like you'd want mm-hmm. an orange or whatever, but here's the deal though do would you really use that though, do you think
1: like an orange oh. lamy ink oh, I'm not complaining really because they don't have an orange. that's just okay. a joke. I'm just saying what out of this color range? Would I choose to use on purpose out of the other inks that I have?
0: I would say the top four: ruby, Rodenite, barrel, and azurite. Mm-hmm. I would be interested in seeing how they look on paper because I like mm-hmm. that color range, right? Like I like the pinks and purples. Like right. I have a couple of inks that are like that, and I think that those colors, maybe the barrel specifically, I could. I reckon I could really like that color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I would like, want to try those, and, and and honestly, like if they looked how they do in this image, I would seriously use them.
1: Yeah. And I'm with you. Like I'm I'm saying like it doesn't, you know, get my motor running. They're not knocking will.
0: anybody's socks off.
1: Right. Right. Say that but much. if the price comes out right and the colors are good in reality, like Amazonite would be the first one I try, followed by probably azurite. You know, I like I like the blues and purples. Um, so those 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 mm-hmm. look good. So I don't know. It's, it's more of a, a topic of conversation. I'm sure they're going to be fine. I'm very curious about the price, right? Because this is how... This is the way the market seems to be going. Smaller bottles charge more per ounce, you know? And this isn't the only market that is doing this. Uh, I was on Twitch yesterday when we were talking about this. Every consumer good is making things smaller and charging you more for it, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's the common practice. So our 30 milliliter ink bottles now going to become the norm. We'll see. So, and, uh, you know, it'll be probably twice as much per ounce if you will, per milliliter. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll be interested to follow this. The only thing I do hope is that I am glad that they're doing this. This is, Lamy hasn't done this in I don't know when, you know, aside from special editions. This is an entirely new lineup of inks. That's a huge positive, I think. And hopefully, if this goes well, that will implore them to make more inks. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that we need more inks on the market. You know, the next 10 colors they come out, you know, will be some summertime colors or flowers, and they'll all be bright and happy. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they're any good as well. But I don't know. I like it on one hand that they're doing it, right? on that aspect, like I'm really good with it, but I just have a it brings a lot of questions um at least up until we see the price and performance and quality of the inks, so we'll see um, yeah, I thought it was a very interesting topic i was the joke was that you know we, we were hoping they were going to make an orange if they were going to be making new inks. We heard through the grapevine that new inks were in the works, new inks were in the works, but no one so had we any just naturally idea.
0: assumed. Right, the orange would no. be
1: one of them. <laughs> we did more than assume. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh Excuse yeah, me. no, definitely. Without oh, shadow gotta over be them. orange, gotta be orange. So speaking of orange, the, the- mi- podcast meme that would never die. Is it correct to call it a meme now, or is it just a discussion? Is it just a a recurring topic of the Lamy orange ink cartridges?
0: Yeah, this continues.
1: Yeah, so. Two things happened this week. (laughs) One, we actually think we might have found the real 10-pack getter. because (laughs) Ducati Steve on Twitter sent us a picture of his 10 packs of the Lamy Orange cartridges that he received from said store that did not fulfill your order, which I find completely hilarious that this continues to be a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So... That was funny. That could be your order that did not get filled. Uh, It's highly likely (laughs) that it is since the uh, quantities match. I wonder, I mean, this hasn't been answered.
0: Did Ducati Steve actually make that order? Right?
1: Right. Yeah, because the way the email was posed to you... It was like they posed it as accidentally, right? Yeah. They didn't say we ran out inventory-wise. Like we did, we did a bad inventory, which happens all the time. And I forgot to ask that. Accident. Like I I should have asked Steve that. Well, he'll follow up with us, so Mm -hmm. uh, or we'll shoot him a tweet. But he's got nothing on our friend Diana of the Nib Nib Section podcast. I can't even explain the laughter. That took place in my household when I received the tweet with her discovery of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think I'm going to go with eight boxes of 20 cartridges each Mm -hmm. uh, from with the promotional stamps on the outside of the boxes. So this looks like an old Lamy shipment where she received or not this isn't her she found it uh, somewhere i'm i'm not supposed to say where she got it from and oh, y'all leave okay. diana alone don't don't mm-hmm. go don't go bother diana for these cartridges they're using them for something else but this was basically a backstock discovery right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and all of these boxes are stamped promotion on the outside so that answers a lot of the questions right we had not for sale on all these boxes of orange ink cartridges and we also found out that they're from 2008 so these are 10 years old which makes sense when you see the amount of ink that's evaporated from the cartridges. So lots of answers were solved on this particular tweet, and I just loved it. (laughs) I think we can put
0: this to bed now, because we now have the answer we didn't have, right? Which is, where did these come from? right? So we now know this isn't a thing that Lamy's getting ready to do. It's a thing that they did 10 years ago. Mm
1: -hmm. Which we had kind of sussed that out, but we were never, like, for sure... Um, but it's all, I think, uh, we've come full circle now. Uh, and the fact that they, (laughs) there's still this many of these things floating around, I think is what amazes me the most, right? It's, it's, it wasn't like a one-off, like this store had a few extra packs and they were trying to sell. These things are popping up all over the world, um, from a promotional perspective, people finding them in back stocks and in all kinds of strange areas. But I... I love this post. This is like post of the year for me. Just seeing mm-hmm. that picture with the box full of boxes that say promotion with the orange ink, so good. I that was the best. So thank you, Diana, for sending of that. Um, this has been just the most amazing topic, and I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about it, Mike. Um, because one day, Mike, I'm sure Lamy is going to make an orange ink. Yeah, we'll see about that.
0: We um, will. I wanted to give a little bit of follow-up, and I think it was on last week's episode I spoke about the Peak Designs Travel bag, the Kickstarter Mm -hmm. campaign that they're doing for that. Um, Well, my friend uh, Chase Reeves has gotten an early unit and has reviewed it on his bag review channel. Um, It is a 50-minute video. (laughs) Uh, That's what he does. Every second of it is entertaining because that is what Chase is good at. If you've never watched one of Chase's bag reviews, you are losing out in life. Like, he is incredibly entertaining. I love that guy, and it's brilliant. Um, He goes into a ton of detail about every millimeter of the bag. Um, And I still like so. He, you know, one of the things he shares is like, it is big. Like, it is a big bag. And that is the one thing that's making me hum and har over it. But Mm -hmm. everything else that he said about it has made me think I was right in wanting it. Um, Mm -hmm. They are currently at $2.6 million with 36 days left to go in their campaign. And they have now put uh, limits on the amounts that they have for each tier. And they 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 put an update on this. And the reason is... These are the limits that they know they can ship in December. Mm -hmm. And if they max those limits out, they will add in more tiers of a later ship date. Gotcha. So they are sticking to their December. They're very confident that they can do these for December. My expectation is they've begun production a while ago. Yeah. Because, you know... They knew I mean, going to be success. They
1: they are someone that can afford to do that, which is great. That's yeah. the the kind of that's the right way to handle a lot of Kickstarter launches if you know ahead of time. You could if you can get out in front of it a little bit because you know you're gonna be covered, it'll make it so much uh so much nicer. And then I haven't watched this video yet, but the thing about Chase's videos is that's him in real life too. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah. This is yeah.
1: this is not an act. That's Chase.
0: All. Chase Reeves is the is the guy you're seeing. <laughs> Which is why they're so good because they're real. It's him being him. Uh, His videos are incredible. I've watched so many of them, and it's why I bought the Peak Design uh, camera bag, like the the the, whatever they call it, the Everyday.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's I would. I'm way more interested in that than this bag. Like I have zero percent interest in this bag, but at the same time, I would watch what Peak does because of how they do it and what they produce is really, really good. So I'm a huge peak fan without owning a bag. I think this bag is probably
0: going to be too much for me, but Mm -hmm. I'm willing to try it out.
1: Yeah, I already have a 45 liter uh, mm-hmm. bag that i can travel with i don't need i think this one's 35 which is really really large as well so oh it goes all the way up to like 50 they have like a. Bunch oh of does attention. it really yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> wow okay. this thing is mega like yeah you, sh- you need to
0: you need to watch it just to see how it expands because that is fascinating on its own okay like it gotcha. goes
1: from 35 to 50 gotcha gotcha it's madness that. Okay. It's, it is a
0: really <laughs> it's a very interesting bag
1: yeah, my forty-five aeronaut can get me a week's worth of stuff in it. I don't. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Pen Chalet. Pen
0: Chalet have all of your favorite brands, all the companies that you like to own. They have their stuff. You say like aveco Pilot, Lamy, and so many more. They sell all authentic products, of course. Because why would they not? I mean, this is Pen Chalet we're talking about. This is a company Mm -hmm. that offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, but it's not just pens. They have everything, right? Whether you're looking for carrying cases or pen holders, whether you want refills or converters, they've got it all. They have great and reliable customer service, great deals, and they do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States. They sell internationally as well, and they have great shipping rates rates for that too. So, go to penchello.com p e n c h a l e t Dot com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password penaddict and you'll get your hands on one of two things. Well, two things. Maybe you should get your hands on all things. You'll get the code that you want to save 10% on anything at Pen So always go there no matter what you want to do. Enter the password penaddict and you'll get the current code that you can apply to any purchase at Pen But you'll also get to see some special offers, including this week's special offer, which is the Pilot Vanishing Point in a Selection of Metallic Colors at an incredible price that i can't tell you
1: (laughs) it's pretty incredible so i saw you mentioned uh early on that you saw this deal and was fantastic Mm -hmm. i don't have any of these colors like i skipped this one but Mm -hmm. at that price point it's pretty nuts Mm -hmm. um they are uh pilot has i don't know if they they never positioned this as a special or limited offer So, it was kind of a standard item, but they're no longer continuing it. So, these are going to go away at some point. It looks like the green one already has. There was a green one, and there was one other color, and a purple one. So, those are gone. Yeah, we have a red,
0: copper red, red, desert orange, mountain blue are the colors available.
1: Yep. And, um... Yeah, that's a really, really Bunch of amazing options. price. Yeah, this is so. this is
0: good. This is very, very good. I would recommend you go and check it out. Um, and you do that by going to penchalet.com, dot tcom Our thanks to Penchalet for the
1: continued support of this show, and all of us at FM. There's also a, a wooden Platinum 3776 in there that I've never seen before, Blimey. if that is wood, It could be ebonite. I don't know what it is. You're ebonite. But, like, but it's like half off. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. I have to read about that one.
0: Hey, Brad, it's cool looking. Let's yeah, give our yeah, yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. an update on the Kickstarter campaign. What's going on? Are we shipping those to Lulu's out? No,
1: we're not. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> oh no. Let's let's make Brad lose hair this week somehow. Um oh. It's I think the first 50 have finally left the dock. Right. This week, although I didn't get the sh- to to me. This is to me, not two yeah. backers. Um but I don't have the shipping confirmation yet. So every day we've had a talk with them and we still don't have them leaving the house yet. So, I mean, they're like right there, they're finishing them up. If they're not already finished, you know, they're inspecting them and packing them. So soon, like, um, like it's driving me insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's close enough. I did send out the backer surveys yet uh yesterday or Monday and okay. we already have like 75% of people's addresses filled in. So if you haven't seen that yet, check your email, check your spam folder. We need your shipping address to ship these. But it's close enough to where Anna's got the pin sets headed to me this week. The Tallulahs, I expect are shipping this week. I don't the thing I can't find out. They've never given me a good answer why they can't give me a good answer. That's what drives me personally crazy. So you know what delays happen, but we're like already delayed. So like I'm done with delays. You keep telling me something that doesn't, doesn't happen. So anyway, we're, we're pretty much there. It's, it's really, really close, but I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. This is the story of my life. Uh, is if you've listened to the past couple of years of, of this podcast, you'll hear me say how, uh, how close yet so far we are with pretty much every product we make. Right. (laughs) So we're still looking at, we're still looking at hitting an August ship date, you know, uh, depends on how many we get at once to get everything out to everyone, but we'll let you know as soon as we do. And man, I hope it's next week we can start shipping these out, but you never know, but we're right there about to cross that finish line.
0: Okay. Should we Talk about
1: Relay FM membership. We should, because, um, I'm getting anxious to release our episode, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm very anxious.
0: All right. So we'll talk about that in a second. But first off, here's some of the deets. We talk about membership once a year, which is during the time of kind of like late August to mid September, because that is the celebration of Relay FM's birthday. We turn four years old on the Woo-hoo! 18th. Um, Happy birthday, mate. Thank you so much. So, Relay FM membership, they start at $5 a month. If you become a member of Relay FM, you get access to a bunch of members only content, including a monthly behind the scenes newsletter, 5K desktop wallpapers of Relay FM show artwork, and a monthly Relay FM host crossover show where Stephen Hackett brings together two Relay FM hosts that typically are not on the same show and talk to them about something. And you also get access to a feed full of bonus episodes of Relay FM shows throughout August and September. So, what this means is there are a bunch of Relay FM shows put on specials that are typically different to the type of show that they do. There are a bunch of crossovers between hosts of different shows, and they put on something you can only get if you're a Relay FM member. Um, the uh, Pen Addict members' bonus show this year publishes on August the 24th. It is three hours long. (laughs) Now, here is the thing. We were struggling to come up with something for this year. We wanted to do something different. And then Jeff Brookwicky came up with an idea. Here is the idea. I buy a Lego set. Brad has the instructions. Brad has to help me, instruct me, on how to build the Lego set. That is it. What you will hear is the unedited audio of us putting together the London Lego architectural set. So it's a little, uh, it's a little kind of Landmarks of London set. Um, I also had a microphone that is angled to pick up the sounds of the Lego, which is good for ASMR if that's your deal. And you get to hear the the trials and tribulations of what it takes for somebody to guide somebody else through building a Lego set. It is weird and wonderful. You can maybe build along with us or just put it on and listen to us laugh and shout at each other for three <laughs> hours. So that's available to you along with many other Bonuses, including all of the bonuses that have happened across many years. Um, so if you sign up now, you get access to every bonus of every show across multiple years so you can show your support for this show by going to relay.fm penaddict and there's buttons right there to sign up or if you'd like to learn more or support other shows or every show you can go to relay.fm membership no matter what show you give money to you still get all of the bonuses for everything now here's an important note we changed the url this year of the feed um and if you're an active member you will have gotten an email about that so there's a new feed to subscribe to to get these bonuses if you've previously cancelled your membership you will need to sign up again to get access to the new feed so uh, it's as simple as that if you have any problems just get in touch so yeah, go to relay.fm slash membership find out more and become a relay fm member if you are a member or become a member during this period of time I just want you to know that we cannot thank you enough for that um, obviously we are advertising supported as a network but the membership money really helps us know that no matter what happens we have some money coming in for the work that we do which is really important because mm-hmm. many of us including me and me and brad are significant well i am completely supported by podcasting brad is significantly re- supported mm-hmm. by the show here so uh, anything that you do to to give us money here always really
1: helps so thank you so much for your uh, for your support yeah so thank y'all very much i'm anxious for this to come out like i when we teased it earlier we said this is either the best idea we've ever had or the worst idea we yep. ever had and it's we'll probably get responses uh in both camps right because i think honestly <laughs> it
0: oscillates between them during the episode at multiple times oh, so yeah, you for know sure for but sure. i think that this so, is really weird i mean and that's kind of what i like about these bonuses that they are mm-hmm. weird and wonderful and I think that's the fun of it. um everyone tries to do something that's a little bit out of the norm, so mm-hmm. it's kind of you're not missing out but like if you can't afford it or you don't wanna pay, you're not like missing a regular episode of the show right right that's why we do these these weird things, they're extras,
1: yeah, so in the past i've done we've done two uh music-related episodes, because I'm yep. a big music fan. Um, I think last year's was probably my favorite thing I've ever created. It was really um, good. So We spoke about Joy Division. Yeah, we'll have to share that one. One of these years, we'll set it free to the world, or I'll just do it behind your back. But um, <laughs> this was... Thanks. I did not know how this was, (laughs) yeah, I didn't know how this one was going to work out, but I think it turned out pretty funny. We got, uh, we laughed, Um, we got, we (laughs) we definitely got angry, we (laughs) cried, (laughs) excuse me, and uh, we joked, but it it was fun, so I'll Probably
0: the best encapsulation of our relationship together, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it is very, very good to listen to for that. If you you like the show, if you enjoy me and Brad as people, uh, I think that you'll get a real kick out of this one.
1: Yep. All right, so I wanted to shine the light on something else this episode, Mike, and we haven't been talking about them much, and we should, and that's the Stationary Wiki. Mm-hmm. Have you checked this page recently? Have you checked I, the website recently? I
0: pop in every now and then and have a little poke around to see how... Just to check that there's still signs of life.
1: It's astonishing the work that they're doing over there on the Stationary Wiki. So if you're not familiar with it, you can just go to stationary.wiki and... What Matthias and uh, the team over there? I know Alex; he's in the chat room. He's been working some on it. There's tons of contributors that are listeners to the Panonic podcast. It started kind of as an idea to like track some of our show notes, but it's really kind of it's really a stationary as a whole um, type of information page. Like there's brand pages, and you know there's there's a the one I found today or yesterday when I was looking at this. I didn't know there was like a Kickstarter page that has tracked a bunch of stationary Kickstarters. Like, that's a fascinating Hmm. thing. That's such a good resource for all of us. So I implore all of y'all to go to the stationary wiki. If you're not just reading it, um, I mean, that's great if you're just reading it and visiting it, but if you want to contribute to it, it's super easy to do. You can help build out the pages. It's a resource for everyone to use. And um, Matias just put on a, a contest for new mechanical pencil articles um that I helped judge the winners of. There were like, gosh, I forget how many posts he gave me, 20 or so posts that people wrote for mechanical pencil. So, you know, we just went through, picked out some winners on on the fun posts um on the the for the mechanical pencil subsection of the wiki. And it's just fascinating. So I am really impressed with what they do and i implore everyone to make that a regular resource that they check out and if you have time contribute as well so i just wanted to bring that up so thanks matthias and team for doing such an amazing job it's it's fantastic all
0: right thank you so much to everybody that contributes and you should go and check it out everyone should go and check it out always
1: yeah so i need to look if there's a highlighter section so we can add the double-color highlighters in. Right? This is a follow-up from last week's episode. Yeah, so last week uh,
0: in RSTPA, Lucy wrote in to ask about double-color highlighters. Uh, Lucy needed a highlighter that was pink and green, and we made a bunch of suggestions, but we couldn't completely answer possibly what was being looked for, which was one pen that has green on one side, pink on the other. But Ginny over at Three Staples has helped out. There is a, a company called Livework, who make a 10-color highlighter twin pen set. It's five pens with two different colors on each side, and one of them is uh, a pink and green. So Mm -hmm. it exists... Uh, and you can go and get it. Right. That was what we were looking for. Pink yeah. and green, right? Pink
1: and green. And I think Lucy was in the UK as well, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So and the the Fox and Star is a, a British company. So hopefully it'll be easier to get a hold of or maybe she can contact them, see if they sell them as singles. I don't know, you know, how important it is to get that one pin out of a out of a five pack. But I figured that had to be out there somewhere because so many other companies were so close to making that setup. So thank you, Jenny, for sending that along. That was really cool. Another frequent contributor to our show notes, my good buddy Glenn HK, sent me a link uh, not to a traditional stationary product yesterday, Mike, but a digital stationary project product. Um, it's called Slowly. I don't know if you had seen this or heard of this before I added it to the show notes. Any idea? No. So what this tries to do is (laughs) – I'm having a hard time explaining it because it sounds like email (laughs) when I explain it. (laughs) But it's to write people letters digitally, and they will send them to your recipient – in a time gated fashion, depending on where they are in the world. So like if I was writing a letter to Mike, it might take three days to digitally to arrive to him. And once I do, I get to collect stamps that are now like my gamification piece of this app. I'm having trouble (laughs) not laughing because this this this, sounds like one of the worst i don't understand why this exists i know i get get the
0: cuteness of this but like yeah this would drive me mad
1: (laughs) right right it would totally Uh, drive me insane insane i get it like i
0: totally get it right like if you want to feel like you have like a pen friend but it have more weight to it right that like You wouldn't just give a one word reply. You would really think about the replies because they take so many days. Like I understand the kind of why people would want this. For me personally, as someone who doesn't like
1: email, this is like worse than email. so like i like i see the positives here like yes it, i think it's kind of cool like
0: i think it's but cute. like for anyone I like that. Who,
1: anyone who's like regularly like a pen and paper user would probably choose a letter with a real stamp and real paper mm-hmm. and real ink but this could be just kind of a fun thing you do with a friend kind of like like your little in joke or secret conversation that you have but as a platform for like letter writing and communicating around the world i don't know i guess if it picks you up with strangers you know maybe it could be interesting or a nice way to find a opposite of interesting yes yeah and and then maybe maybe it could lead you to writing real letters right Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's maybe it's a gateway so i don't know i just had like i was really had a hard time wrapping my head around what they were trying to do here it's like i get it at one one hand like, it's cool and cute, and it's part of the collection, and you find people all over the world to write to, but it's soon it's just so easily replaced by text and email. It's like, why would you do it? I don't know. It's uh, I think it's going to be like, it's one of those things that'll be hot for a minute and then just, you know, die in a poof of smoke, mm-hmm. I guess. But hopefully it leads people to writing real letters uh, in their spare time. I think that would be kind of a cool outcome for this. So anyway, I found that interesting and wanted to share that.
0: Alright, let's take our second break and thank uh, Mac Weldon for their support of this show. Mac Weldon make the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you're ever going to wear. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. They are so confident of this, they have a no-questions-asked return policy. Mac Weldon are so sure that you're going to be super comfortable in whatever it is you buy from them. If you don't like your first pair for any reason, you just keep it and they will refund you. No questions asked. Mack Weldon pair premium fabrics with meticulous attention to detail and rapid all up in a simple shopping experience to deliver you a new level of daily comfort straight to your door. They make undershirts that stay tucked, socks that stay up, and waistbands that don't roll. Everything they make is made of premium cotton blended with natural fibers, and their website is built to get you in and out as quickly as possible so they don't waste your time. I am such a fan of Mac Weldon's products, um, and I recently, for um, my vacation, I bought some of their shorts um they have wonderful wonderful shorts i bought the uh i think the, what are they called the four way yeah and i bought some of those i really love those a lot they're really really nice and i bought some of their swim shorts too that i'm actually wearing their board shorts right now i have a pair of them and uh the royal palm tropic which is like these like palm Pattern. I love these shorts. They are so comfortable. I was wearing them on the beach. I was wearing them in the ocean and I now wear them mm. at home because they're great for everywhere. I really love my Mack products and I really seriously recommend that you go and try them out. They have a bunch of cool science stuff like this silver underwear and undershirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odour. Their stuff is great for all look, all kind of uses, no matter where you are, what you're doing. And listeners of this show you can get 20% off their first order at MacWeldon.com just with the code PENADDICT at checkout. That is 20% off at MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com with the code PENADDICT at checkout. Thank you so much to MacWeldon for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: I think I saw some of your fancy shorts in your Instagram pictures, at least on your honeymoon pictures. Very, very Very possible, yes. Mm -hmm. I very much noticed them. Mm -hmm. All right, we got a bunch of Ask TPA. I think I actually even cut this short this week Um, when we were putting these together. You put a bunch in here. I had a few others to add, and I think there were still some extra ones. So we got some good ones this week, and this first one's from Todd. Todd. He says, the Pelican M805 has been a recent game-changing pen for me. What was your most game-changing pen from five-plus years ago and or more recently? So do you have something like back in the day that kind of clicked or made you think differently about fountain pens? Yeah, man. Pilot
0: Pereira. That's more than five years, right? I have to go back more than five years for that. But the Pilot Pereira was like, a real game changer for me like i'd use like lami mm. safaris and stuff like that but to my memory it was my first japanese fountain pen and it was super mm. cheap and really amazing like i was super super excited about it it really made a big change for me a big difference to the way that i think about this stuff and it opened my mind a little bit and ended up taking me to like the vanishing point and then onwards. So it was very good, very very good. But then more recently, uh, my Sky at Night pen from Jonathan Brooks, it you know seeing that pen from Jonathan and it being this like beautiful thing from someone who was kind of new to me really changed a lot of my habits now about the pens that I buy because now I really go for material and color and body more than in some cases brand or nib mm-hmm. or performance. Right? So like it just opened me up to a different world of of pens where like I I now really care a lot more about who's making it um and I really care a lot more about how it looks uh and and that look being unique. So yeah, that that yeah. really changed me.
1: Yeah, I thought this might take me a longer time to come up with an answer for, but the answer is really the Pilot Custom 912 with the mm-hmm. posting nib. That's That pen turned a corner for me in, in two ways. One, the size of the pen was the perfect size for me to hold and write with comfortably. You know, I've been in the past, I'd used smaller pens, you know, not small pens, like the Prayer is a small pen, right? But it's considered a full size pen, like when you post it and it's great, but it's a smaller pen. You know, the Pelican M205s, that's a smaller pen. You know, the Sailor Pro Gear Slims are smaller pens. The 912 was the first pen that had a larger body size and a larger nib that really felt good in my hand. On top of that, it showed me that there's a nib that's perfect for my style of handwriting. That you can get something that a fountain pen exists that can be that fine and that firm and that smooth all at the same time. So, so much, when you look at that pen in pictures, it looks like the most basic pen. It's black with rhodium trim. And everything about that pen changed how I think about so many other pens for me personally. Just in uh, the way it feels and the way it writes and the way it performs, the way it's different, the way that it's made in Japan. You know, all of these things is or what I like personally, in a pen. And that was the first pen that made me realize that, oh, I can get something that's really specific for my own use and not settle for something generic that can be used by everybody. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I can find something very specific for me. So, I felt that the nine twelve with the PO nib was kind of my game changer back in the day. Um, currently, I think the Sailor King of Pen has kind of ruined me a little bit. the The um, Pro Gear model. I'm having a hard time wanting to use the smaller sailors because I enjoy writing that one so much. Um, writing with it. And I've bought plenty of more, plenty more sailors since the king of pen, but that one's kind of ruined things for me because it's so good mm-hmm. for what I enjoy in a pen. um, Just aesthetically and feel and nib quality. And, you know, I still genuinely think it's overpriced for what it is, but I enjoy it as much or more than any pen I own for the other things like I was just mentioning um so that one's been kind of a game changer in the way I shop now even though you know I still you know pick up some of the the other sailors and the smaller sizes that I like like the tangerine and the ocean recently but they'll never compare to like my one and only king of pen and I don't even need another one like I don't Like, I don't know if they come out with other colors, I'll certainly, you know, pick one up, but like they did the ocean, but I didn't have any interest in that, you know, maybe down the line, I'll get another one, but I kind of like it. I, it's kind of ruined me for some of the other sailor pens. So we'll see if that, uh, if that holds up, um, the Pelican M805 has also been kind of a interesting pen just because of the way it fits and feels. It's really, really cool. So those are those are kind of my choices there. It's uh it's a good question to think about like what pens have driven, you know, your your future or past purchases. That was a good question. So, we have a question here that the crowd can help us out with. I poked around a little bit. Not sure if I got a great answer, but we'll try. So, man wants to know the very first I bought very first ink I bought was the Edelstein Tourmaline and it's my favorite. So of course, it's no longer available. I think it was a 2012 special edition. Is there anything out there close to that ink? So it's a pink ink, but it's dark. It's not quite magenta-y. It's a little bit hard to explain, but it looks like I've seen that color. So I poked around at some of the colors. The first thing that popped into my head was Noodler's Black Swan in in Australian Roses, I think it's called. Um, It's kind of got that Darkish pink. You want a little bit of black in it, just a little. Um, that shows up but kind of keeps the pink. The Monteverde Garnet ink wa- might be kind of the closest one. Um, you know, it's really these inks, the pink really kind of pops. It's kind of bright, but in a subtle way. You know, it's not a bright pink. It's, uh, It's, it was definitely a challenge to get something close, but those are the two that I came up with. One place you can go and check out a bunch of pinks on the same page is Kelly at Mountain of Ink. We'll put a link in the show notes. She has her swabs sorted by category and you can put them all on the same page. So I found the pink ink page. We'll put link that in the show notes, but she's got it for all kinds of colors. And I actually scrolled through that page. There's not much. If that registers with the tourmaline, which I was surprised because I wouldn't think it would be that hard of a color to match, but I felt that it is, Mike. It's a, It was a little tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, uh, the only thing you can say is Califolio Andronopol, right? Because it's the That's only thing that I use. have any real experience <laughs> with,
0: right? But yeah, I mean, it's I a little it's, brighter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, take, I took a look at the ones that you recommended. There's a lot of very good inks there, but yeah, matching the exact. That's always a hard thing to do, right? Like, it's yeah. always hard to be like, this the ink doesn't exist anymore. Can you replace it? And it, the answer is typically, exactly no.
1: Yeah. I actually thought this was going to be easier than it was, which mm-hmm. is why I wanted to put it in there because it was not, <laughs> it was not easy at all. Um, speaking of inks, ATP just ran out of their first bottle of ink. I'm not sure if I should recycle it, wash and reuse, or keep it as a memento absolutely keep it as a memento you can wash and reuse it if you want to put something else in it or what you could do is get that bottle engraved because it was special so i've got an engraved ink bottle that Vanessa pens did for me um it wasn't my first bottle of ink that i've emptied that would be kind of a cool thing though to get engraved you know my you know just as a little memento (laughs) i totally think you should keep it though um you know you can use it for other things yeah Plus, it's, it's just kind of a good uh, good memory thing and, um, you know, something maybe neat to have on your desk, you know, that you can tell stories about or something like that. So, absolutely keep it in In my book. What about you?
0: I I think keep it, right? Like, mm-hmm. find something to do with it. Don't just, like, put it in a drawer would be my feeling. And so, you know, you could use it for something else or get it engraved or put it on a shelf if you want to. But there's stuff to do. I recommend finding something to do with it.
1: Hmm. Yep. So Jim wants to know if you're going for a small pocket fountain pen, pros and cons between the following three. Coveco Sport, one of their various body materials, so plastic or one of the metals. Pilot Prera or Twisby Mini. Mainly looking for the best nib straight out of the box. I prefer fine or extra fine and wet. So we can answer this in lots of ways. Best nib straight out of the box, to me, is Prera. Especially for fine or extra fine. Those Japanese fine lines are going to be the finest you can get. Pilot's fine lines are amazing. Twismy Mini out the box is also good. The lines won't be as fine as Prera. Koveco is eliminated from that question because their nibs can be hit or miss. That said... If we stop the conversation before the best nib straight out of the box, uh, caveat, I'm picking the Kaveco Sport over the Pereira and the Mini. I just think it's the best pocket pen out of the three. Um, the way the cap sits on the pen, it makes it a smaller, more compact. The plastic barrels will be as light as or lighter than the Pereira. The metal barrels will obviously be heavy if that's something you want to look into. The kicker is, though, they don't have the best nib straight out of the box. So that's kind of a hard question to answer. If I'm taking everything you put in here, best nib straight out of the box and fine or extra fine, out of Caveco, Sports, Pilot Prayers, or Twisby Minis, I'm picking the Pilot Prera out of the three. It's a pen I actually really enjoy writing with. It's very small, very lightweight. It's one of the few pens I write with that I post the cap because it makes it the perfect writing link. Do you have anything to add to any of these? Any comments? Well, I mean, I've already uh, spoken highly of the Pilot Prairie in
0: this episode, so I really recommend it. I think it's fun. You can get it in a bunch of colors. It's not very expensive, and Mm -hmm.
1: it's kind of built like a tank. Yeah, if you're going to get down to the fine or extra fine range, that nib is top-notch. It's really yeah. really And really of course, great, so. if
0: you want to go fine or extra fine, you should be going Japanese anyway. Right? Yep. If that's your bag, go if if you even consider extra fine, then you should be going yep.
1: Japanese. Yep. Yep. So speaking of Japanese, Bobby wants to know, can you please explain Bungu Box to me?
0: <laughs> this is a this great question. An, it's so this, good.
1: I love this question. Is it a brick and mortar and or online store? I hear about it all the time, but it seems like a mystery to me. Like, I can't and or are it they out.
0: just a limited edition
1: company, <laughs> right? Like what? Right, right. Uh, I just, this was a hilarious question, yet a, an absolutely perfect question. So Bung Box is a brick and mortar store. That's what they started as. As they grew over the years, their online presence grew, still relatively small. Actually, they're still very small uh, these days. And they started to open up to other markets outside of Japan, which a lot of companies weren't doing. And they were doing this in very small ways, small batch inks. Um, you know, that were made specifically for them by Sailor, small batch pens that were made for them by Pilot and Sailor. They were doing some very custom stuff f- on a very small scale for their very niche store. And as it turns out, the things they make were very amazing. So everyone wanted them. And you know, I think it was three or four years ago, they actually traveled to the Washington DC pin Show. I got to meet them there, got to buy some stuff directly from them. They just have the most, some of the most unique and interesting stationary items that you can't get elsewhere. So, you know, it's, that's pretty much it. They started out as a brick and mortar store. They do have an online shop. Um, I have ordered from the online shop. It's not the easiest thing. Um, usually just an email to them works and they they will take care of you. But it's uh it's just a great story of a great company that wanted to do things a little bit different from some of their competition, and I think they've thrived because because of it. Um, you know they're just uh fantastic to work with. They have goods that make us drool, and uh, yeah, they're just fun. Like they're so nice, so nice to work with. Um, Karu and team, you know whoever all is working there, they just they do a fantastic job. So. Yeah, so think of them as a traditional Japanese brick and mortar store, very tiny, who have expanded into the online world and the worldwide stationary marketplace. So they've done a fantastic job. So um when when we go on our world travels one year, Mike, we're gonna oh. make a bungo box trip. Oh, right? don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. One one of these years. I, yep. I'm holding out hope. Related. To rare Japanese items, Mike. Andrew says, Sailor's trying to bring back specialty nibs this year. So, let me stop right there. Last year, I think, I don't think it was early this year, I think it was at some point last year, all the big, fancy Sailor nibs, they essentially ran out of stock. They were back-ordered to infinity and beyond. So, they put a hold on all new orders of, I've linked to you that page where they have, you know, like a dozen of these wild specialty specialty nibs like King Eagle and cross Concord and, you know, layered stacked nibs, very, very expensive items. And, um, they got real popular and their back order became too much to overcome. So Andrew says they're trying to bring them back this year, which I haven't heard yet, but I trust Andrew in light of the price in their in light of their pricing of inks. Do you expect them to take this as, as an opportunity to raise prices? Not just yes, but hell yes. Why wouldn't they? I mean, these are premium items that have a waiting list, essentially. I don't see anything in Sailor's mantra that says, we're not going to get every last dollar out of these nibs that we can. They seem to me like they're setting themselves up to reboot the price range for these because they were already expensive there's only x amount of expensive they can go i mean at some point they're too expensive i don't see any reason why they don't raise the prices i thought the the lower more simple ones i think are the most prone to getting their prices raised because i actually thought they were reasonable naginata togi for example is one of the more simple ones probably the one that i would purchase and I thought the price was reasonable for that. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I see. When you get into like the the big fat emperor three time cross slit ones, those are priced at such a huge premium anyway. And I think they sell less of them. Those may not see the price range. This is just, just all speculation for me, but I don't see any reason why they wouldn't raise the price, right? It's the specialty.
0: That is like that's what specialty means, right? It's expensive.
1: Yeah. It would, it would be what the market bears. Right. And, you know, so it just seems like that's what they would, that's what they would do. Not in an egregious fashion. Um, you know, not in, you know, I don't know that we'd see a 25% increase, but I could see a 10% increase and that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't, you know, especially on the lower end because there is even within the specialty nibs, there's a range of prices, right? So like the low end where I would shop, because I don't need one of the big wide nibs. You know, I felt those were fairly priced for what they were. And there's probably room to raise the price on those, unfortunately. So it is what it is. And uh, I don't see why they wouldn't. Like if they have that much demand and they can get it, I mean, that's kind of what businesses do, right? Mm -hmm. So, All right. Andrew's going to wrap us up in a fight here because we fought about this before for the best filling system. Andrew wants to know what the worst filling system is modern and vintage. I submit for consideration the captured converter. It has none of the advantages of the converter with less capacity than a piston looking at you, Visconti. So do you have a least or worst filling system? Um,
0: there are a couple of, I'm looking at what a captured converter is because I don't even know what that is. What is a captured converter?
1: I think it's just a fixed type converter. I could be wrong, where okay. you're essentially, it's essentially stuck in place, if you will.
0: Right, right. So the ones where,
1: okay, yeah, I understand that. Is that what the Which Rialo a, has? Uh, no, that's a piston on the Rialo.
0: Oh. Hmm. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. So
1: what is this? T- so it's there's not a lot of companies that do that these days, but you basically can't remove the converter, right? It's fixed.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't really, I don't really understand that one, but never mind. Um, there are a couple of converter types that are just bonkers to me. Um, and mm-hmm. funnily enough, they seem to both appear in sailor pens quite a bit. One is the <laughs> one with a button on it. Sure. Right, because you barely get any ink in those things. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is the like the metal one. I, I actually, I see these in pilot pens. The metal one where you squeeze it at the side. They both just yes. barely have any ink that goes in them. They drive me mad.
1: Yeah, so that Pilot Con 20 is awful. There's one that's worse than that that I've seen, some of the old, I think it was older Bexleys used, where it's just a sack with a metal bar, but the bar is what you like press on the sack to, you know, like fill it except the bar's loose. So like if you take apart the pin, that bar can like slide around, fly around. Anything with like a sack where you just have to put you're just um, you know, letting in air and ink in and out of the sack just by pressing it is terrible. I really, really hate those. So, and I I particularly did dislike one of the Bexley ones that I had because the bar that you use to actually do the pushing was not stuck in place. Like it was, it moved, like it was removable. It was super annoying. So yeah, so that's, that's my least favorite. Any type of sack where you have to, you know, just push down on the sack to manipulate the, the ink flow. So that's a pain in the butt. So that's a good question. Um, we have lots of least favorite filling systems going on in the chat room. If you have a least favorite uh, filling system, you want to let us know about how can they do that? Mike? You
0: can send us a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA to get a question in, or you can connect with us over Twitter individually. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. You should check out Brad's Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash penaddict, to get a bunch more Brad Dowdy in your life in living color. Um, if you become a Relay FM member, thank you so much for doing that. We really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, really appreciate ag- it. Really, as Brad said. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Mac Walden and Penn Chalet, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.